Show. Today we're going to be talking about King Kong and Godzilla, New Empire, and more. So uh, check it out. <laughs> show i'm your host isaac the fire hawk middleton <laughs> how you doing all right and uh today we're going to be talking about godzilla and king kong they're teaming up a new movie that's scheduled to come out april 12th of next year now if you see the trailer because there's a trailer that's already out um, it doesn't give an exact date, and I believe that is because they might have to push it back, or they might even can bring it forward, but usually it's just so if they need to push it back, they can, so they'll just say, yeah, next year sometime, yeah. <laughs> so, going down the MonsterVerse uh, movie thing you know you had godzilla which came out in may 16th 2014 then you had godzilla versus kong came out march 31st 2021 then you had uh godzilla minus one which is a toho film you know it's like a traditional monster film all right that came out december of 2023 okay now Toho is the guy, alright, he is the guru of MonsterVerse Godzilla. <laughs> when you enter into the MonsterVerse, you enter into Toho realm, you understand me? Alright, <laughs> now in this new film, um, you know, Godzilla uh, is hibernating seemingly, and King Kong is doing this exploratory thing, and you got a new big bad, as it were, the Scar King. Now, I don't know what kind of powers he has, but he definitely, I saw the trailer, he definitely is a force to be reckoned with. But I don't know what his powers are. Now, he's smart, but I don't know, like, how smart he is, you know. And and I was watching like some of the other uh, YouTubers as they talk about them, which is and one of my favorite ones is Dangerville. You know they're not sponsoring this. I'm just giving them their props. You know what I'm saying? And um, they were talking about him, the Scar King, and and his background and stuff like that. And and it's a lot. It's a lot. So I want to see you know what caused Godzilla. And King Kong to have to team up to beat this guy. That King Kong couldn't beat him himself. 
you know. So that it was like, so what is his powers, you know? So does he controls the other animals? Because like when um, was it Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong? No, it was the one where he, Godzilla fought Ghidra, where Ghidra got control and then started having all the other monsters attack earth and stuff like that so is it that type of a thing so is he like you know king of the monsters type of thing uh monsters of um was it in inner earth um under earth whatever it's called <laughs> so it's a lot of questions right now now i know a lot of it is going to be answered via other youtubers or just other trailers that's going to come out later at, uh, later on but it, it it begs the question as what is his power sets? Because you know he has a glory eyes, his eyes glow blue, you know, and and he definitely has an attitude, <laughs> and he's sitting on this throne, and and one part of the trailer you can see the other Kongs, uh, uh King Kong species or uh, gorillas, in that segment with like the red paint. I guess that's like the Scar Kings logo <laughs> has on all of them you know you mind now you mind now too you mind now too <laughs> so and it's like so you know is is that type of a dominance over them is is king kong is going to try to free his people what 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 the details of what does it entail you know what's going to go on yeah, so it's just a lot of questions, and and it all comes back to for me is like, what is his power set? You know, is it because he's the uh, inner Earth King that they obey him, and until he's dethroned, they're gonna basically do what he say? Is it that type of power, or is it an actual like power set? Because why does his eye glow if he don't have some type of a, you know, actual power? Why does his eyes glow? You know, and so I just want to know what is his powers because it doesn't show his powers in the trailer. It shows his eyes glowing. It shows that he, you know, he assert his dominance. You know, it shows all of that, but it doesn't show what his powers are. And that's kind of curious to me. And he has like the uh, I'm told that he has like a, a bone chain whip. So I don't know if, if, if it's shown in the trailer, but I don't know if that is it in the trailer that he that's wrapped around his body is that the whip that he that he's basically going to be utilizing and he used his powers through the bone whip type of the thing so it's just uh, all that type of thing and then the other question is all right so say that king kong doesn't beat him what would stop godzilla from beating him you know why Godzilla can't beat him by himself because Godzilla in this one he got a power up now I'm not too fond of the color choices because they made him pink it was like it's not pink it's fuchsia that's pink <laughs> that's hot pink <laughs> oh but hey but all hot pinkness aside <laughs> uh why Godzilla couldn't beat him by himself? Maybe Godzilla didn't see it as a fight he should get into, and maybe Kong came to Godzilla and was like, "Yo, help me out, bro." You know what I'm saying? I know you whipped my tail last movie, but hey, we teaming up on this dude. Hey, I need your help. <laughs> so it was kind of kind of confusing, and maybe it's just because you know, because in this Godzilla did evolve. Maybe he's not used to his new power set, and he's still get he's still getting used to his new 
his new body, his new power set, because Godzilla always had gills, but in this one, you can actually see it because it's glowing. It's, it's pink also. It's like all his little glowy bodies, you know? So it was interesting. I, and so that's why I was like, you know what? Um, I want to know what Godzilla new power set is and how powerful, how much more powerful he is. Because he was powerful in the last one. Remember, he did, uh, 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 what's it called? A breath? Oh, I was going to say fire breath, but it's like not fire breath. Is it atomic? He did an atomic breath all the way down to the center of the earth. Just... Oh. <laughs> you know, in the last movie. So he's stronger than that. You know, I was like, okay, all right. Then, so it has to be to balance it out. This is what my assumption is to balance it out. It has to be that he's not used to his power set yet. And, and that would make sense to me because if he's not used to his power set yet, then he's still, you know, getting used to it he was like okay this does that this does this okay i could do this i can do that you know and what i also saw a lot of youtubers talking about in one section of the trailer he's running godzilla's like you know football linebacker uh, running back, he's running. You know what I'm saying? It looked like he's even beating Kong. Kong is like trying to struggle. It look, look like Chong is struggling. <laughs> struggling. He look like he's struggling. Look like he's struggling, trying to keep up. I mean, God's looking, but they're both running. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like. I don't. I mean, I've seen Godzilla. You know, try to do his thing, but most of the time, Godzilla, his speed is underwater. Godzilla's fastest underwater. You know, he 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 breathes. He got gills. Godzilla don't need no help. All right. So so it's like, how can they do that? And who are they running at? Because if you look at some of the background uh, section of it, it looks different than the Scar King's throne room. It doesn't mean that he's not there because there are several shots where they show the Scar King in different backgrounds and stuff. In one background, it, it actually even looked like he's on the surface at a beach somewhere scaring people. <laughs> Screaming at people, what are you guys doing here? This is my area. <laughs> so there's that. And then the other one is... um when he's like looked like he's in front of the other kongs and he's like you know asserting his dominance over them but they already done marked up they already done got his logo all over them so it's like dude we already know you're in charge bro i'm wearing i'm literally wearing your shirt <laughs> it's like, okay but uh um the other thing is the axe is it me that in the other movie the axe looked bigger than it does in this movie, or is it just me? But <clears throat> the axe looked bigger in the other movie. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Y'all, let me know what y'all think. <clears throat> and then some somewhere through it, it looks like he loses the axe and he has like some type of uh, item on his arm. Some people are speculating that he broke his arm. Other people are speculating that um, the humans gave him some type of a brass knuckles type of a thing, gauntlet. He's doing the Thanos, the King Kong Thanos thing. They gave him a gauntlet glove, give a power punch, juggernaut punch. 
So I'm I'm interested to see like what's going on there. My speculations is that you know I'm I, I'm it's pretty evident that he got it from the humans, but at what point and for what did he break his arm and that's why he lost his other axe? Because knowing Kong, he's going to try to fight the Scar King on his own at first, and and you know fail <laughs> because in the trailer it actually says that um king kong can't do it by itself you know godzilla need to help you know it's like yeah he's gonna get some, some help he's gonna get some major help and you know and they show godzilla hibernating and he come out of his hibernation and does his you know king of the monster roar you know, and scream, and, and you can see all this gill because everything is hot pink. <laughs> I'm going to pick on the hot pink forever. I'm gonna pick. I like it, though. It does look good in contrast. Now, <clears throat> some people talk about the CGI. This is just the first trailer, y'all. It takes time for CGI to, to uh, you know, look as good as it should. And because it's the MonsterVerse, they're going to have it ready by next year. And that's one of the other reasons why I think they didn't really give a month. And now there's a, a tentative release date or a scheduled release date, but in the trailer, it just says 2024, you know, now with that being said, I believe that, uh, they, they're doing that or did that. So they have some room if they need to push it back or if they can bring it forward or whatever. Most of the time is if they need to push it back, they can that's my assumption on that. <clears throat> now, um, back to the CGI. CGI takes time. And you're not going to see the best version of it in the first trailer. Now, as the trailers go on, especially what is like a week before its release date or whatever, a month before release date or whatever, you're going to probably see the best CGI uh, in it. Uh, that's my opinion because it's you know as time progressing they continue to work on it and work on it and perfect it and adjust it and, and all of that it's going to come out good because i believe that's what they want to do now this one's supposed to have more monsters in it now i don't know how much more uh, and probably going to have like in the trailer you can see there are some new monsters that's in there um, some, some of the monsters look like it's from the comic book, the Godzilla comic book, uh, the, uh, Skull Island comic book. And it looks like they might bring in some of those monsters from that book or comic books, or they might even add in some more, uh, monsters as well. It's probably some monsters that we've, uh, we've seen already. <clears throat> so you might have that as well. So it's all of that. Um, and, and I'm interested to see what new monsters they bring in. Like the flying snake one from the last one, that was interesting. And then it was like, King Kong got thirsty. He got hungry. <laughs> Just turned the snake into dinner. <laughs> it's like he did the squid. <laughs> it's called Lila. And I was like, oh, man. Well, the squid wanted to make him dinner, and he made the squid dinner. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So... <clears throat> The next thing I wanted to talk about, yeah, it's supposed to be more monsters in there. I'm interested to see what monsters they have, what they make it look like, and all that stuff like that. Like, you know, it's supposed to be interesting. Now, um, when 
they saw the little baby. I want to say it's an orangutan monkey, like it's like it's a uh, hybrid monkey. I mean, it pays to be the king, right? <laughs> so <laughs> and so because it's kind of orange, like the Scar King, but then it has like a a, a gorilla type monkey face, you know. So it's it, it looks like it's a hybrid. So you know, Scar King, <laughs> Scar King child, but. I don't know if he abandoned the child or Godzilla took it in, but that's definitely going to be some merch sales right there. That's going to be some merch sales like like Baby Yoda. That's going to be this. <laughs> that's going to be some merch sales right there. So you got Baby Yoda. Uh, oh, excuse me. You got Baby Kong. <clears throat> oh, Mini Kong. You got Mini Kong, right? And you got King Kong. Now, they didn't do well in making Kong look more of a uh, regal type uh, design in this film because it looked like he got the the royal beard going on and 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 all that stuff like that. So he just he just looked better. His, his, his Kong is a good design, so that's that's a really good design. Um, I'm interested to see like how Baby Kong is going to fit into it and what relation. From Baby Kong to King Kong to the Scar King. Because if that is the Scar King's child, is King Kong going to end up, you know, making a, a pact with the child so they can get its father? Or will the Baby Kong go with his father if the Scar King is his father? Or if the Scar King claim. <laughs> claim uh baby kong as his son you know so it's all different types of uh areas in there that i just like okay how he's gonna come about this how is he gonna go about that how that's gonna work you know what's gonna happen because at the end of the day um it, it seems like they're gonna have to utterly defeat maybe even delete the scar king you know, because he's just going to be, from what I see in the trailer, it just look like he's just way too powerful. He's just going to, they're just going to have to, you know, just take his power away and, you know, and, and go from there. And it says New Empire. So I don't know if Godzilla is going to be like, well, I'm going to be over all control of everything, but uh, I'm going to let you run inner earth i'm gonna let you uh be the governor of inner earth but i'm gonna be overall in charge of everything <laughs> i don't know that's what i'm thinking that's gonna be interesting um it's like it, i've seen a lot of stuff that's popping up in regards to the scar king that i really just didn't know so i'm definitely gonna probably do a follow-up on this one in regards to the scar king because i just didn't know that he was in either the King Kong comic book or he was in the Godzilla comic book from before. I didn't know that. So I'm going to have to do some research on that and get back to you guys. If y'all already know it, you know, you're welcome to put it in the comments below and I, I'll verify everything in and I'll talk about it in my next video. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, uh, King Kong and Godzilla teaming up against the Scar King. It just like when Godzilla go there, does he lose? Does he not care? 
Does he, you know what I'm saying? How did he get involved in that and, and why? And, and, you know, is it a territorial thing that the Scar King is challenging him as the king of the monsters? Because that'll definitely get Godzilla in there. But like, what? You challenging me? What? <laughs> so that's definitely going to be in there. Um, and how, because uh, I think that the, the baby Godzilla, baby Godzilla, they might even have a baby Godzilla in, in the in the movies eventually. There's one in the classic films. There is a baby Godzilla in the classic film. But Baby Kong, definitely going to be some merch sales. There's <laughs> definitely going to be some merch sales in that Baby Kong. But, um, and how Baby Kong, I, I don't think they're going to, you know, have Baby Kong side with the Scar King. If anything... Baby Kong would be a catalyst to make the Scar King, if that's indeed his father, to make the Scar King uh, relent and, uh, for lack of a better word, give up his power. You know, because other than that, I don't see him giving up his power. I really don't. Especially if he beats King Kong, and and if they and if what they're saying is true, if he beats King Kong, if he's the one that broke King Kong's arm and took his axe from him, or throws or destroyed his axe, and the humans had to give him a makeshift brace slash brass knuckle type of a thing, yeah, it, it, it's gonna be hard to get that guy to stand down. <laughs> and. And the other thing is, is like, why do Godzilla and King Kong have to team up on this one? You know, because it, it would seem like because when Godzilla versus Kong, Mecha Godzilla could beat either one of them one on one. But it couldn't be both of them teaming up together. And so my in my logic, that would mean that the Scar King can beat Godzilla one on one, even with his power ups. And he's definitely going to more than likely beat King Kong one-on-one because that's what's going to bring Godzilla in it. Or maybe they might not even give it an opportunity for Godzilla to go one-on-one with the Scar King. It might just go straight to the team-up. I don't know. Let me know what you think uh, below. And uh, yeah, this is this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. Godzilla and King Kong teaming up. <laughs> But they don't say King Kong, they just say Kong, because I think that's a copyright thing, but you know what I mean. I, I'm going to say King Kong, because I can. <laughs> Godzilla, King Kong, teaming up in this month. So. All right, y'all. <laughs> okay, coming up next is two guys who know their stuff about sports. Um, it's a great honor to be able to work with these two gentlemen and I learned so much in regards to sports just listening to these guys just talk casually, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, with no further ado, I'm going to bring to you guys uh, the Sports Bag Bros. That's Trav and Bias. <laughs> we got to talk about the elephant in the room. And the elephant should even be in the room. The Alabama Crimson Tide, that elephant should not be in the room. Let's not try to act like we're trying to get to the point. Let's give them the point. Alabama should not be in the national championship. It's an absolute travesty that Florida State was left out of the CFP so Alabama could come in. You have two one-loss teams. 
I can agree with one. That's Texas because they did beat Alabama head-to-head early in the season, double digits in Tuscaloosa. And they are conference champs. This is what came about from back in 2001. We've already talked about it. When they said, well, Colorado was a conference champ, but Nebraska deserved it. Miami ended up playing them. But because of that was the reason why the BCS came along. And then now the CFP has come along because they talked about we're no longer going to have these non-conference champs going into playoff games or having real opportunities at a national championship. Last year, TCU was not a conference champion. They lost to Kansas State. We saw what happened, 65-7. But they did beat Michigan to get to the championship game, so it's not like it was a total farce. No, it wasn't a total farce. Even they can kiss my ass with that bullshit, bring it up. We don't want another TCU. Florida State is not TCU. And TCU made it to the championship. Florida State was undefeated. It's a stupid-ass comparison. It's an absolute mess. And I knew something like this was going to happen because of shenanigans. I remember Kirby Smart not too long after his loss still claiming he deserved to have been there. Well, if you're going by the letter of the law and the things that have happened all season long, you would see Kirby Smart was the number one team who lost to the number eight team. Regardless of what the circumstances were going into the SEC championship game, Alabama was still the number 18 in the country. Georgia was number one. You lost to the number eight. That gets you out of there any damn way. There, there's, a, these, there's a lot of things wrong with, with what happened. Um, I'm not going to advocate for Ohio State, but at least Ohio State can say their only loss was to the number one team in the nation. You know You're saying Georgia lost to number eight. Alabama lost to number three. Okay. Ohio State lost to number one. But Ohio State was on the road. Yep. Ohio State was on the road, but the one Alabama was at home at full strength. Because that's another thing people are saying. Well, they don't have their quarterback. We don't want another TCU. We don't want this. We don't want that. At full strength, Alabama needed a stupid-ass Auburn breakdown to win that game. Or they have two losses. Two losses going into the... At full strength. Game. They already were going into the SEC championship game. They were a miracle play away against Auburn. A team like Auburn, who's pretty middle of the pack in the SEC this year, which in my opinion, and I've been saying it all year long, is not the SEC of the past, the SEC of last season, or even the past previous seasons when they were the dominant conference. I could repeatedly said the top three teams in the SEC early in the year, it was Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Later on in the year, when you saw the strength of these teams, it was Alabama, it was Georgia, and it was Missouri. Those are the three best teams in the SEC. I didn't think they could beat the two, the three best teams in the Big Ten, which were Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. I don't believe that now. But anyways, the way it went down, and the way it went down was Alabama got in because they're Alabama and Nick Saban can be that influential in college football. Secondly, Texas is the richest school in college football outside of the Ivy League, of course, with Harvard. The money, follow the money. You know what I mean? And what is the purpose of even playing if you're going undefeated, you're a conference champ, and you're not getting the chance? Don't tell me about we want a better matchup because these quarterbacks are hurt or they're down to their third string quarterback. So what was the purpose of playing the rest of the season? They showed the resiliency. That's they should have just dropped them out of the top 10 right then and there. Like, you don't have your quarterback, you're out of the running. Too bad. If they did that, I would have more fucking respect for them. And this is football. You're going to have injuries throughout the entire season, college and pro at any other level. 
Players are going to get injured. But the storyline of losing all of these quarterbacks, still going undefeated, winning the, in the ACC championship game, that means something. You had a true freshman making a huge play against Louisville to make it happen. This could have been part of the storyline going into the college football playoffs if Florida State was going to be there. Alabama and Georgia should not be there. Why? You know you get the social media if you want to hear a bunch of idiots just say shit in a circle jerk and think they're correct. <clears throat> well, in this case here, well, the SEC is still the best conference. No one outside of the SEC can beat even a middle of the pack SEC team, which is BS this season because this yeah. is the season we have to worry about. Don't you forget how Auburn, who pushed Alabama to the brink and almost prevented Alabama from having two losses? Well, they probably prevented them, almost prevented them. But nevertheless, we're talking about the same Auburn team the previous week lost to New Mexico freaking State in Auburn. Come yeah. on, man. It wasn't even and hard. The SEC head up against the ACC was four and six. Four well, and how six. How can you tell me the conference was better overall? Maybe they have Georgia and Alabama better than Florida State and Louisville, but top to bottom, no way. Mm -mm. No, nope, it just look in the beginning of the season, the ACC was ahead four to one. The SEC had to rally just to get that six and four. Just to get that six and four, they had to rally throughout the season to do it. So this storyline of always saying that the SEC is the best conference. See, any other time in the bowl season, they always say the SEC is the best conference and they always look at the records against other teams. See, the SEC is the best. And a lot of times you can agree. This time, the same strategy, the same method, six and four in the ACC's favor. But now it doesn't mean that the ACC is better than the SEC. Why do the rules change? Because of Nick Saban's influence, because of the SEC's influence. Texas is going to get there. They'll be part of the SEC next year along with Oklahoma. But this whole thing is a freaking mess. It, this whole playoff is going to have an asterisk. What if Michigan blasts Alabama next week and then they find out they cheated all year long? Well, you know what? There's still stuff I forgot all about. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they haven't cheated the last few weeks since the scandal broke. Maybe they won't cheat against Alabama, but maybe they have eight wins while cheating. Well, I and know then they I, have those wins vacated. If they win it all, there's no champion this year. Yeah, and you left Florida State out to boot. Vacate the championship like they did Reggie Bush's Heisman. Yeah, but I, you know, and Alabama fans, at least most of them, some of them are reasonable, most of them aren't, especially with the entitlement of going to championship games now, even though they don't deserve it. They're going to bring up the cheating scandal if they lose this game. That's guaranteed. They're talking about, we can beat them, we can beat them, we can beat them. But if they lose to Michigan, especially if it's a blowout, they're going to blame some cheating scandal. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure they cheated because that's just how they are. I'm just glad Washington won. Or all oh, hell really would have broken loose. Uh, man, yo, look, Washington made a fool of me. I me thought, too. I thought, I thought Oregon would win. But you know what? You had a better argument than me last week because I was still saying, man, Oregon. You were jumping the gun. Even though they already had the head-to-head matchup. You were jumping the gun as if they had already won. I'm like, oh, whoa, this way and see. Luckily for me, I didn't write the Old or New Testament. So you, you I wrote it with paper and pencil, so you can erase it. 
Yeah, exactly, man. It, <laughs> this whole thing is just screwed up, man. I feel so bad for Florida State. I'm not supposed to feel bad about Florida State and what happened to them. You know, I saw, I remember the same thing happened in Miami way back when Florida State got the opportunity to play Oklahoma instead of Miami when Miami won the head-to-head matchup back then, the year before the national championship. But man, this is supposed to be the time where everything is fair because you tried to do all of these things in the past several years, now decades, to to not have an outcome like this. You wanted conference champions to come in. It'll be better if they're even undefeated. Now you have undefeated conference champions, but then one of them is not even in the mix because another one, uh, a team like Alabama, who has one loss, lost against Texas at home, double digits, played better throughout the season, but then Florida State, because they didn't play as well by, uh, at the end of the season, still won without their quarterback, yeah, you know, got their first string, and they're going to get punished for it. When I mentioned to someone, well, why doesn't Ohio State have a legitimate gripe? They lost one game to the number one team, as I already mentioned. Someone's like, well, well they didn't win the championship. Well, well, Alabama didn't win all their games. Florida State did. I mean, wh- what are we doing here? What are we what are we talking about? You play to win the game. If you yeah. have an L and the other team has a zero, you are behind them. I don't care what the circumstances are. And now the only reason why I can say now the Ohio State argument kind of loses a little bit of its luster is because of that same circumstance. They didn't get a chance to go to a championship game and prove even more that they deserve to be there. You know, it's like other games removed. It's like one game removed when other teams had played. All of these champions that have played, they battered each other, put them further ahead of Ohio but, State. But my point is, after the Michigan game. My point is, don't bring in parameters because it doesn't fit with what you want. When the first parameter is wins and losses, once you throw that out the window, then you throw everything out the damn window. Yeah, it's a damn shame, man, how all of this just turned out, and we know that the favoritisms, and then they try to justify themselves by saying why they had done it. If Florida State ends up winning because they are now going to play Georgia in their game, well, I mean, a bit of a letdown for both teams. Georgia wanted to be in the national championship game, or at least in the playoffs. Florida State wanted to do the same, but they're kind of on a beat-up end. And I can see how it could be more of a downer for Georgia than even from Florida State, because Florida State has something to prove, you know, even with their third-string quarterback, which may be the second-string quarterback, uh, Rademacher, coming back for, you know, for the bowl game. But it's just a damn shame that we even got to this point. And you look at all of these great games that were played. I still think Michigan is the number one team in the country. I still had them as the number one team in the country from the very beginning of the season. Georgia failed because Carson Beck didn't really play the way he needed to play consistently enough for them to pull it off against Alabama. Alabama was pretty dominant in the early going. They kind of got it back together in Georgia in the second half, but obviously not enough. Alabama continues to kind of do the things they needed to do towards the end and won the game. Does this work against Michigan? We're obviously going to find that out. Yeah, we're going to find out if that D-line can hold up against uh, Michigan's run game. Yeah, because Michigan's run game and Michigan's offensive line all together, I mean, that's one of the bigger reasons other than the returning quarterback. That was one of the biggest reasons why um, I decided to talk about Michigan being a number one team this season is because of their running a quarterback coming back, J.J. McCarthy, as you know. You know, he, he was the only starting quarterback coming back out of the top four teams in the beginning of the season. That's changed quite a bit, obviously. 
Carson Beck took over for Stetson Bennett, who had won two national champions. championships. We already know that. Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, we know what he's doing in the NFL, but they came in with Kyle McCord, a guy who hadn't started before. So they had He's transferring. And now he's transferring. That, and I see why, because Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving, and not only that. Yeah, my, my guy's leaving. I'm out, too. And, and, but you know what? There's more than meets the eye. Ryan Day has told him or was saying to the media, so that's, that's pretty much telling him that, you know what, we're going to do his best for the team when the bowl game comes around. He did not even commit to him for the bowl game. Devin Brown may get opportunity, was getting opportunities this season in the early going, not towards the end, but I think Ryan Day has seen enough in practice to think that Devin Brown might be the guy to lead them in spring practice and ultimately next season. And uh, Kyle McCoy had saw this on the wall and decided, you know what, let me get the hell up out of here. He's leaving. I mean, he's... I don't blame him either. He's just developing as a quarterback. He looks like he has a nice trajectory. And hell, the way the transfer portal has opened now, you have so many decent quarterbacks going in there now. So he's definitely going to be highly sought. Uh, for yeah. And he's still I'm, young. I'm not sold on Ryan Day as a as a top head coach, by the way. Well, you know what? I'm thinking more because of the Urban Meyer factor. He had Urban Meyer's players and had that success. But he's still doing a bit of the recruiting that Urban Meyer was doing. Probably not the consistent five and four star players, but Urban Meyer was getting those five and four star players. And if they were a three star player, he actually coached the guy up and probably went to the NFL anyway. So Ryan Day hasn't had the time to really prove that yet. But yeah, three losses in a row to Michigan will get that skepticism. Not only in <laughs> not in Ohio, but everywhere. Yeah, but you know, to on a more positive note, I mentioned uh, Washington. Uh, they handled Oregon pretty well Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, props to them. They earned their spot in there. Absolutely. Um, I don't think Penix did enough to sway any voters, so I think Jaden Daniels oh, Jayden, probably, yeah. Jayden Jayden Daniels would be taking the hardware home. Yeah, I think so, and deservedly so. I thought this was going to be a highlight show for Bo Nix. I was rooting for him all season long. You know, former SEC guy in Auburn. I watched his foul to go undefeated with Auburn years ago. And then he went from Auburn to Oregon. And he lost against Georgia, obviously, his first time in Oregon. Got beaten pretty badly. But since then, has become a much better quarterback. Positions himself much better for the NFL. But he couldn't get the job done when all eyes were on him in the Pac-12 championship game. Jaden Daniels' numbers alone is enough. You know, we were talking last week uh, in the last five games. 18 touchdowns, one interception for each guy. Well, now the differentiating factor is Jaden Daniels. (laughs) Even though he didn't win, he's on a three-loss team. Those numbers just stand out even more now. They look even more gaudy right now. And Bo Nix just <clears> the <throat> biggest game of the season on the line. Didn't stand here, up the way he should have. Here's the thing. If he doesn't win, they're going to say because he had three losses. They play in the SEC. You want to hold the SEC up here because of Alabama and Georgia, and you want to say they're the best conference in the nation and blah, 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 blah. Well, how come the, it does, that doesn't take hold for him? He played in the SEC. Well, because they have regional voters. So even though the I'm SEC... I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying, man. The it, SEC it, thinks they're the end-all, be-all, which most times they are this season, in my opinion. They just... No, but you got the narrative on, on TV now. You cannot leave both Georgia and Alabama out. Why not? Out they both lost. Um, Why not? One team lost. The number one team lost to the number eight team. They should be out of the top four. Here's another thing. If Georgia didn't win the championship last year, 
Would they have been number one this year? I don't know that they were the number one team. You oh, no, didn't believe I, it I all mean, season long. They still would have been in the they, top five. They, they struggled mightily early. Yeah. And, and so, yes, they did have a long-ass win streak. Congratulations. But this year has nothing to do with last year. Nope. Definitely nothing to do with two years ago. I mean, so, they lost 25 top players from that team in the past two seasons. Exactly. You know, so it's not the same team. team. It's not the same team. Not the same team. So, 15 players back in 2020, 2022. They lost 10 more players in 2023. But when we talked about those those 15 players for 2022, you're talking about all those first rounders just on defense alone. Mm-hmm. And we saw that their defense definitely wasn't living up to the expectations this season. And they couldn't be expected to live up to those expectations. You don't replace that kind of talent, especially in so, today's. So dare I say, George has been overrated this year. Yeah, I, I think so. They could have been, but you know what? In a good way. Because they were still winning. They were doing their part. And even when against Alabama, they didn't get blown out. But really, how good is Alabama? Better than they were last, um, earlier this season. But how much further along are they really, now that we know that Georgia probably wasn't as good, at least not number one, certainly number f- uh, top five, I think, talent-wise. You know, Curry Smart got a lot of great players. Curry Smart is becoming or is, is already a great coach himself. So, yeah, but I look at what's going on now with the Michigan being number one, and I think they were number one all season and they should have been. Washington, which I didn't give a lot of respect to at all, but now they're there. Because earlier this season, what, the, what were the nine Pac-12 teams were in the top 25 at one point? That deserves yeah, some credence. turned out strong. And so it looks Washington battled through that, were undefeated, and now here they are, and deservedly so, beating Oregon the way they did twice this season. In Seattle, and even more dominant in Las Vegas. Right. So yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going for the Huskies in, in this uh, four-team race. <laughs> the Hus- oh, uh, you know what? He threw me off. He said Huskies. Huskies, Huskies. <laughs> Huskies not Huskers. You can ask me what I've been smoking. Yeah, Clear your ear, bro. Clear your ears. I'm talking. To, I'm talking about SEC shields. I got a, a Husker shield, but it's Huskies. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still going with Michigan because I believe they're just the better team. And it goes by. Oh, I'm just saying who I'm rooting for. Oh, you know, and I'm not an Alabama hater. Anyone who knows me knows I don't hate Alabama. Unless I'm in Alabama, then I'm an Auburn fan. (laughs) But looking at Michigan and what they've done all year, they've won six games without Harbaugh. The first three early on, the last three, then they get into the. Big Ten Championship game, it was just an embarrassment because Iowa can't do anything offensively. But it all came down to the offensive line for me when it came down to Michigan. You know, the uh, grad transfers in particular, when Drake Nugent came in from Stanford and Ladarius Henderson came in from Arizona State, I think those were the linchpins on the offensive line. Two players who were captains on their team added more leadership to this offense. I think that's another reason why they could win without Jim Harbaugh having to babysit when he, when he's gone. Yeah, that's true. You got a stronger offensive line that can move people around. Eh? You're at a big advantage. Yeah, and the locker room. Those kinds of guys who were captains where they were previous, they're now on a team that has a lot of veteran leadership too. They know how it works, the dynamic of being a leader and what kind of helps the group and what takes away from the group. And they made it happen. And that's why Michigan, in my opinion, is there, even under these circumstances of Harbaugh's here, that Harbaugh's not there. These guys are leaders themselves. They know how to lead themselves, at least temporarily, until the ship was riding, and then they picked up where they left off, beating up on Iowa. 
Yeah, that was an impressive performance. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. Exactly. Uh, we all knew Iowa was offensively challenged, and if they would have scored 17 or 20 points, that would have been a big disappointment. They didn't come close. Not even close. <laughs> and by the way, take the under. Can you still win? Come on now. That's been the story with Iowa all year long. But man, if only they had, you know, Kurt Ferentz fired his own son as offensive coordinator. That's how bad this is. I mean, you know, it's going to hopefully get better eventually, but that's not the story that's on the line. This Michigan team being number one overall and Alabama still getting in, it still just blows my mind how Alabama's in it. Because look, earlier this season, Ohio State was number three. Penn State was number seven. Penn State gets beat by Ohio State and Ohio State, so they were a road team. They lost, I believe, by eight points, uh, maybe less, but you know they lost single digits, and they fell to number 10. Never were able to really get back to where they were in contention or had opportunities, and then they got beat again by Michigan, you know, another top team. So the only two losses they have are Ohio State and Michigan, two of the best teams in the, pack, in the Big Ten, along now the third team being Penn State. Alabama loses to Texas. They really can't get their sea legs until they play a Georgia team that probably shouldn't have been number one to begin with. And at some point in the season, just a few weeks ago, they weren't number one until they regained number one. But Alabama beats them and jumps Texas. I mean, they well, they jumped. They didn't jump Texas. Everybody right. had to move in order to be convenient. Everybody. Right. So Alabama goes from eight to four out of convenience. And because Texas is in front of them, that's the way you have them at number three. So they're covering their own butts. Okay, you got a first-hand experience of the Sports Bag Bros. You can find them on YouTube. I'm going to put their link in the description below. And also, uh, all major digital podcast platforms. So check these guys out if you want to get your daily dose of sports. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Sports bag bros. And thank you to you gentlemen. And uh, yeah, I'm new. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about uh, traveling. Um, you know, it's the holiday season and we are visiting family or going on vacation or taking time off. If you're traveling, be safe, plan accordingly. Try to plan as much as you can. Check the travel advisory. Um, I said before I was going to look it up, and I did. And it's travel.state.gov. And you can look up different travel advisories, learn about your destination, and all of that. You know, take a, a, a safer uh, travel. To prepare yourself you know there's travelers checks there's um notifying your bank that you're traveling different areas notifying you know whomever you need to notify and if you go into a particular area that's out of the country you can even um notify the uh uh i was gonna say the 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 they um I can't think of what the people call. But anyway, it's just make making sure that you're staying safe and making sure that you're planning accordingly and planning ahead and such like that and and um making sure that you are being humble 
because you're not in the United States learning the culture because you don't, don't want to go over there acting like a, 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 you know, acting like a prick or a pee-pee head. You don't want to do that. And you want to, you know, be humble. You want to know the culture, learn the culture, make sure you're not breaking any rules, any laws. Again, this is not the United States. If you're overseas to a different country, you know, uh, so put your arrogant on a on a on a on a uh, offsetting. <laughs> turn your arrogance to off, and turn your uh, your uh, humbleness to hundred. <laughs> so, and uh, just be safe out there. Uh, be aware of the weather. That's a lot of things where most people forget to factor in is the weather, especially if you're normally used to living in warmer climates or even colder climates. If you used to living in New York as an example, you're gonna and you're traveling to the Caribbean for a vacation or whatever. You know, you have to plan accordingly. You can't bring your goose hoodie <laughs> to the Caribbean. I mean you could bring it, but it's gonna be too hot. It's gonna be too hot to wear that thing, you know what I'm saying? So you wanna make sure that um that you plan accordingly and make sure that you are taking all possible um, delays, layover, uh, cancellations, uh, I say delays, delays flights, and all of that into account. And if you are going in an area that you're not familiar with, learning about the area, or even hiring a guide, or whatever you need to do to make sure that, one, you're safe, and two, you get you guys can still have a good time. Don't get arrogant. Don't get silly. Don't act a fool. <laughs> Alright. And just be safe out there and have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Okay. That's gonna be, you know, number one in everything and you know in traveling. Whether you're traveling within the United States or whether you're traveling abroad to another country, the whole purposes of, of doing it is to have fun and you wanna have fun. And but you want to also be safe as well. You want to plan accordingly. You want to uh, uh, make sure that you factor in all of the miscellaneous factors. Like if you know that your flight is going through Chicago in the winter time, it might be some delays. So realistically speaking, so you might want to plan for it. Okay. And and if you do plan for it, you might find yourself better off making sure that all this stuff is taken care of. Okay. Um, the other thing is driving. You might make it to your destination, and you might be okay to drive. You might be fine driving. You might know all of that stuff, but then you might get uh, snowed in, and you're you stuck in your car, and you you're waiting on the snow to let up, or you're waiting on a rescue, or whatever the case may be. You want to have something like a, um, uh, was it like an insulated blanket? You know, not, I, I was going to say like a battery powered, but it, I don't think the insulated blanket is battery powered, but it's like, you know, your body heat warm, but it holds the heat and it amplifies the heat. You know, uh, I can't think of the name of the blanket, but it's, it's for like emergency type of usage and such like that, you know, or a sleeping bag, you know. <laughs> Simplify it, <laughs> you know. So, you, I just want you guys to be safe out there. 
And you go, you can let me know your travels, where you've been at, and stuff like that. I can live vicariously through you. <laughs> so y'all have a good time out there. Have fun. You know, come back. Tell me all about it. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna have uh, a friend of mine on a show coming up. Uh, he's from the Sports Bag Bros. He's tried from Sports Bag Bros. As you know, we talk about everything here, entertainment, but I also talk about motivation and fitness. And he's coming to talk about his 5K. He's going to be talking about his marathon, half marathon, excuse me, that he that he done. And we're just going to have a good conversation. I want you guys to be in on that. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Um, yeah, I really do appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for watching the JB and I show. Um, we will be going into a hiatus in January and prospectively be back around mid to end March. Okay. Just so you guys know. Okay. Love you guys. And, uh, yeah, have a wonderful and blessed day. MyFitWatch.net. You see me say it so much time, so many times. Um, it's my online store. Uh, you, you can find uh, Team Firehawk supplements there. I use it. Uh, multivitamin. Um, you can find uh, all the merch there. You know what I'm saying? Got to get the merch. And uh, you can also find... Um, all kind of items and stuff there that that you know just will support the uh, the stream, the company, the, the whole night, the movement, every everything you know. So it's just a pleasure and an honor to be able to present to you myfootwatch.net. Okay, so thank you so much for your support. All right.